You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian and I'm joined by Rosalind Twalo, senior social worker at St. George Hospital Older Adult Mental Health. Welcome, Rosalind. Thank you, Dallas. Consumer-directed care dominated much of the discussion during the panel today. What are some of the key concerns or opportunities that it presents from a transition of care perspective? The consumer-directed care packages, the the key concern around the model is the individual's ability to negotiate that that care package so that it meets their needs adequately as well as their hopes for reablement or returning to their previous level of care. Um, In terms of transition of care, there is a bit of a gap between potentially a person leaving hospital and a person starting a consumer-directed care package, just purely in terms of the process that it takes to firstly be assessed for eligibility to access a package and then for the negotiation to occur with a service provider. So it is a pretty lengthy and complex process that if a person doesn't necessarily speak English as their first language or has a capacity issue, they may not have the skills to do that themselves or their family might not have the, the health care literacy or social care literacy to, to be able to negotiate that. Yeah, people discuss concerns about capacity quite a bit today. What are some of the key ways that this can be addressed or that any sort of negative outcomes can be mitigated? Uh, in terms of people's capacity, it's I guess it's coming back to the the key components of the Guardianship Act and the capacity toolkit that we use in terms of identifying, firstly, that the person has a reason for us to question their capacity. Um, that's something that in aged care doesn't always get formally assessed and sometimes people can be assumed to have a cognitive capacity when it might be a temporary condition like depression or delirium. So firstly, establishing that there is a reason to question their capacity. And then I guess it's also knowing the person's, uh, a, a brief idea about the person's history, their, the way that they live their life, their, their goals for returning home, their wishes in regards to their future care, whether or not their family members are able to express that they themselves or if they've prepared an advanced care directive. There was also talk about person-centred care versus prescriptive care. You said the skill of the care worker plays, plays a key role here. How can care workers ensure they are providing appropriate care at the right time? That's a huge question. It comes down to the person's skill set, the training that they're provided and the support they're provided from their organisation. Um, It takes a lot of practice and a lot of understanding about managing risk for a person to to be able to step back from providing task-orientated things like doing four. Um, For example, uh, a person requiring assistance to showering, there's a lot of different types of care that can be provided there from full assistance for undressing, dressing uh, the shower itself, to someone just being in the house, someone providing that verbal prompt for someone that's dementing to, to just get that process started and then they can be independent. A care work, a good care worker can change between that and work from a care plan basis to help re-able a person to return to their previous level of function or keep them well and at home, hopefully. Thank you for joining me, Rosa. Not a problem, Dallas.